Hi, this is Claire and The Art of Life. Welcome. Uh, this podcast goes with my website, Women Art Sex, and I'm going to delve deep here into the subject of vulnerability, um, as I feel it's a really beautiful starting place in this new heading on my website, this new direction in presenting my work in the world in this beautiful trinity of women, art and sex, the, the holy trin trinity of creative power and the expansive creative force that is life and the lifeful expression of that expansive creative force. So before I was so rudely interrupted by my telephone beeping at me whilst I was recording, um, now that I've got the silence button on and I'm sitting back and resting into my own vulnerability in speaking to you. Um, I want to speak about the, the difference between the distorted forms of vulnerability that are um, expressed perhaps through contemporary medias and social medias and the, the new, truer vulnerability that is coming through that is a, a real living, lifeful thing that has been suppressed for a very long time. Um, I don't want to go again too much into what has been suppressed and how it's been suppressed, but I want to speak about how we have a, a new relationship with our own vulnerability that, although it's coming out in many contorted ways and the agenda certainly is manipulating it and in order to control folk, but never mind all that, um, in the meantime, there is this incredible um, spiralling upwards and expansive opening of the human consciousness into its own vulnerability and recognising that within that vulnerability is power. Um, I feel in my own lifetime, the culture that I've grown up in, I've lived in several different cultures and spoken different languages and lived in different um, environments and uh, climates. But pretty much um, common to all has been <clears throat> this very old school uh, prudishness and distaste for the intimacy of vulnerability, true vulnerability, and the, the simple truth of a person's feeling, a person's deep and deepest feeling being something that's un, unnegatable. Um, the embodied truth cannot be negated. It's simply what it is and although there might be all kinds of mess and distortion in, <clears throat> in our psyche, emotional body, physical body, energetic, ele electrical body, the expressing of this distortion, the letting it out of it, the releasing of it is a truth, it's a form of truth. Um, anything that is being let go of is essentially a form of healthy, expansive beingness. 
whereas the the further knotting, the pressing down, the holding back, the breathing in, the tightening of muscle and sinew and ten- the restricting of the tension and restricting of, of lungs, of stomach, of womb, of vagina, of anus, of the digestive system, the heart, the veins, all of that is going against life. It's life turning inside in itself. And and yeah, there, there is a breathing in, but the breathing in is always balanced by the breathing out. And we, we have to have that balance of both. We can take in and absorb, but we also have to release as much as we're taking in and absorbing. Um, and our consumer culture is perfectly symmetrical, like a perfect balance to the reality of what we should be doing in breathing in and breathing out, in absorbing and releasing, in eating and then pooping and so on. We are not supposed to be permanent in a permanent state like the the fattened goose for the fragois pate or whatever it's called. We're not supposed to be just have this big tube in our mouth and guzzling against our own even interest in the food or need to eat it just having our system overly excessively fed like the matrix thing again (laughs) the guy in the pod in the matrix um so the the ways we're we're conditioned to consume from a very early age mean that it's very hard for us to separate from that and see that that's a behavior it's not a necessity it's not something we have to do to be alive. Um, it's simply something we've been conditioned into doing. And like the fragua goose, it doesn't have a very happy ending. Um, a body with too much in it is never going to feel as good as a body that's got the right amount in it and that is able to take in and release accordingly. And similarly, like the subject of... um. Vulnerability, I feel, centres around that, around that very um, simple fact that we are eating too much, we're digesting too much through our eyes in particular, and we're being overstimulated by what we're taking in, by sugars, by fried oils, by white bread, by alcohol, caffeine, and so on. So... What happens when we are actually in balance? In my own understanding, having been a person who was deeply embroiled in all kinds of addictions and confusions and overstimulations and not being comfortable with expressing the fullness of my being. I know what it is to unwind from that and I I know that at the key to it is this sacred triangle of the pelvis, the heart, the art and the creative capacity, one's creative capacity. Um, I feel too that like there's some really beautiful knowledge that's rising up through my being and that's coming 
these days, these beautiful revelationary days. And part of it is that the vulnerability that is behind really letting go when we paint or express or speak is very significant. It's very much a, an art of the feminine of that being able to absolutely be penetrated by life and absolutely release to that, let go to that, let go to that in bliss. Um, but for the majority of average folk in the modern world, um the idea of letting go is is something relegated to very particular intense situations and the nature of letting go is not really a, a letting go it's more of a, a peak orgasmic everything pivoting around the peak orgasm and the conditioning around the peak orgasm and the pornographic model the the real release is a divine act of creation, of life, of life expressing life. And it, it takes a lot of work to get to that. It, get, it takes a lot of work to recognise where we're, we're pushing something out, where we're manipulating with the, the front lobe consciousness, where our tension or stress or trauma or rushing um wound upness is is pushing something in a certain direction out of us rather than the effortless release holistic whole release um and that in turn means that our our concepts or the the collectively accepted or normalized concept of being vulnerable um is a is a very different thing to the true um divine satisfaction of honest vulnerability and the truth of vulnerability simply being feeling um a a a woman or a man's capacity to express or just inhabit be inside what they are expressing be inside what they're feeling um it seems like a, a magical mystical faraway concept but um this is our natural state this is what we are and the distorted state is designed so that it can be profited from so that it can be sold, packaged and sold. And something can only be packaged and sold if it's greatly diminished so that it can go in a box and go in a small container and have a label put on it. Um, we know in our true capacity of living that um, those of us who've delved deep, we know that the, the infinity of bliss of pleasureful existence around simply being alive 
and being fully present in this moment is something that cannot be sold by chopping a bit of the flesh, putting it in a packet and selling it. Um, we know that it, it can be, it can perhaps best be expressed through art, poetry, um, living voice, song, music, dance. Um, and that in turn, we get into the whole realm of what is being vulnerable and alive with each other and connected with each other rather than the idea of I keep keep coming back to like as a teenager or in my early 20s living in Glasgow being at art school um wanting to go to a place to dance to be vulnerable to let go and to get that feeling of that I had when I grew up and I was in the village hall and we were all a big old wild Cayley and amongst the elements, the elements of the people, the people being really elemental and going outside to cool down because we were so hot from dancing so wildly and beautifully and old folk and young folk and boys and girls and men and women dancing, like dancing um, for our lives and, and the big bonfire outside and the rain probably and the freezing cold and needing the rain and the freezing cold to balance out the fire and the dancing um so as a as in my late teens and early 20s I would, I would very rarely went to a club um to try and get a, an essence of that and get my you know where's the dancing life in the city where's the elemental force and I remember being really um impressioned impressed in a negative sense um, by how women were exposing themselves and what they're, you know, all these years later, understanding that, that relationship between wanting to be vulnerable, open, alive, feeling, and a woman with a crop top on in the middle of winter in Glasgow, fucking freezing. <laughs> And the, the midriffs showing and, you know, maybe the folk were inside dancing first and they've come outside to cool down, but it didn't look like it. It mostly looked like people being way too exposed, way too vulnerable and in a dangerous place in the city, in the middle of the city on a Saturday night. And the just the that metaphor feels like everything that I've seen since then in the this sort of soft pornographic use of the female body, the exposure of women's bodies through pop music and media and advertising, and the the lack of life in that, the lack of real life in that. Um, not that there has to be a polemic. Not that there has to be one versus the other but there is a difference and the difference is really significant and if we can view and hold those those two different aspects of life and not necessarily compare them or just see that somehow they mirror each other in some way like one's reflecting the other one's fuller one's about being more fully present and one's about a, a, a very tense form of presence so the tension and the expansiveness can somehow 
help to make sense of each other. They can somehow dance with each other and somehow create a, a more panoramic view of life. Life is both and, but we can also make choices about where we more consciously move into and where we expand into. And um, <clears throat> I feel that as as women, we we have such power in that sense um, that if we if we go into our tense tense vulnerability and um, our need to hook or grasp at what we need. It's a, a very different thing than fully occupying self and attracting what we need and want and having it magnetised to us. It's a very different use of our energy. Um, and again, coming back to the core of um, what I began um, expressing through my artwork in, in my late 20s and early 30s um, I'd already been doing it for a decade or two um, by the time I was in my early 30s but there was I started to recognise this what this feeling was that was coming through my hands and into the work what was coming through my arms what was coming through my chest and up through my chest what was coming through my breasts and my ribs and my lungs and even my throat singing whilst I was working or talking with others whilst I was working or listening, there was something that was coming into wholeness by the way I was allowing myself just to paint, just to work with my hands, just to let it come through, um, bypassing the, the controlling mind, bypassing the, the need to um, dictate or... Um, instruct what was unfolding um, I started to recognise that the, the vulnerability had huge not just the power to create a beautifully strong um, visual um, statement but more than that it, it left me in a very different position a different state once I'd made the painting once I'd finished working, once I, I sat up or came away from the easel and shook my body out, I started to recognise that there was there's some process of realignment going on there. So the, vul the vulnerability that I was feeling, the feeling that I was feeling and my capacity to that became easier and easier the more I did it to get it out onto the paper or the canvas or the board. This wasn't the the vulnerability that the world was sort of throwing at me and and dictating to me and telling me that it was dangerous for a woman to be. It wasn't the vulnerability that was in my relationships that I found I was really struggling with when I was young, where I felt that the vulnerability was being attacked or manipulated in relationship often. This vulnerability was whole in itself and complete in itself, and because I was being whole and complete in my vulnerability, the 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 wholeness and completeness of the artwork was significant too, and then that could be shown and exposed. 
and I wouldn't necessarily feel vulnerable. Um, the art would just be what it was. It had a life of its own and it, it had been released, so it was out in the world. And I feel that is something very significant about what our vulnerability really is. Um, it's essentially just the movement of our feeling into the world. And yes, there are many, many situations in which that can be the wrong time and place and the the world, the distorted world can attack or or manipulate or want to profit from our vulnerability. That's definitely a real thing. It's a very real thing. And yet the maturing of our soul into the full blossoming flower of what it is meant to be most certainly involves discerning from that and learning and comprehending that like a bloom, like a tree, like nature, like the elements in expression, there is a very significant vitality that is awoken by the ongoing mastery of expression and the ongoing willingness and vulnerability of expressing. So 35 plus years in of painting and drawing regularly, there is in my life a a knowing, a deep, deep knowing, a knowing in all my cells and beyond my body that my vulnerability is absolutely in the right place. It's absolutely appropriate. As much as if I meet a shitty attitude or somebody physically uh, intimidating to me, uh, as as much as I'm able to immediately stand in, in correct position to that, right relationship to that, either by moving away from it, gravitating away from it, or facing it and talking it down, telling it to stand down. The vulnerability in it is is the most important. It's the pivot, it's the key to it. Because <clears throat> the, the moment in which I was um, confronted by an aggressive carabinieri, policeman telling me to put a mask on, telling me that he will do this if I don't do that, threatening me, physically threatening me. Um, the, the vulnerability is what allowed me to navigate without meeting force with force, simply meeting truth with distortion and standing in truth and the distortion melts. Standing in truth, the distortion melts further. And it's not about me pushing somebody down. It's not about me um, hooking into somebody and pulling them. It's about the, the simple fact of light into distortion, light into darkness, will, by definition, lighten um, and bring lightness and bring ease, bring effortless to uh, any situation, any situation. Um, so without trying to make vulnerability into like a special pill or a, a magic remedy for all things, 
Ähm yeah, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> um, nevertheless, there's something very profound about um, the ownership of our feeling and being in the truth of the now, the nature, the actual nature and reality of the now, which we can only know through sentience. We can't know through our brain. Our brain is al always a construct, but our body is always telling us the absolute truth about what's happening. And in that moment, I was very intimidated and very scared and stating that and explaining this is the truth of what is, I'm happening, uh, what is happening, what is happening through me just now. Um, rather than putting blame on another person, simply taking full responsibility for being able to express eloquently, this is what's happening here, this is where we are, this is what's really happening. Not this story, not this propaganda, not this projection, not this presumption, not this fictitious identity, none of that. What is happening is a woman is breathing in flesh and blood, living and standing before you, moving about freely and in peace. That's what was happening. And once this is stated, <laughs> once this is known in the world, um, many things are unlocked. So the practice and the being in front of the easel and playing with the, the spectrum, playing with the, the coloured mud and the, the bristles and the brushes and the liquids that are um, changing the um, consistency of the paint and the, the marks. In a way, it's one of the most perfect um, metaphors for our vulnerability and the healthfulness of what that vulnerability is. Why do we have vulner vulnerability? We have feeling and the feeling allows us to navigate the world. Um, the feeling can also be manipulated and we can be navigating a mad labyrinth and maze which is mostly what the, the conventional world has been constructed as. But equally, that same maze can be easily gotten out of, climbed out of, by us going deeper into what we're feeling, rather than riding on the same feeling all the time, which is like tension and peak and friction and, and fear and the presumption that there's a blow coming. So we better keep in line and keep running around the corners and keep getting lost and stuck in little cul-de-sacs. So, um, through every vulnerability, there is treasure and I, I talk about this a lot in my work about how there's treasure in the darkest places um, treasure doesn't often pop up above ground jewels and 
amazing resources are usually under the ground. Um, and it does involve us going beneath the surface, not necessarily effortfully digging, but we are the surface and we are the depths. So we don't have to actually painfully travel from one to the other. We simply have to breathe in. And even if that's painful, we just have to breathe in gently and slowly. I'm speaking metaphorically, but also physically breathing is really important. And breathing whilst we're working is important. Breathing whilst we're speaking is important. Vibrating our voice in our throat like the breath, like a clear breath, is important. And the vulnerability of speaking our truth in the moment like a clear breath and like like making clear sound through our throat is really, um, it's all like a bell ringing, a bell ringing from the centre of our being outwards and out into the world. Um, I'm going to leave it with this because I have a, a whole other range of subjects that I want to come up and um, out and, and speak to you with these days. So I'm going to try and keep shorter pod, podcasts. Um, I radiate love to you. I am love. You are love. I love you. Um, join me if you wish, if you would love to come and join my work. Come and join in with me on Patreon or on the hive.blog. Um, join my mailing list and um, see you on the inside. Might see you in a painting session. I'm doing regular painting sessions in the new year. I'm really looking forward to some new big sessions in the new year with lots of colour and depth and meaning and joy and unfoldment, healing and blessings. So, I love you.